Okay, welcome to Word Without Walls. This is for the first podcast, and we'll be talking about original sin, or the unforgivable sin, or, in my opinion, the only sin. Okay, in the Garden of Eden, Adam committed original sin, which most people think is disobedience. But what it really is, is a lack of faith. Rejecting God's word and believing the report of someone or something else. Genesis chapter 3, starting with verse 1, says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Here's the problem. God made man in his image. Man didn't have to do anything to be like God. Man was already like God. But man didn't believe it. Man rejected it. Man committed sin. Man said, I'm going to believe this other report. I'm going to perform in order to get what God promised me rather than simply receiving it. He believed the serpent rather than believing God. And this brings us to the unforgivable part, the unbelief part. In Matthew 12:31, Jesus says, Wherefore I say unto you, All manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. The, unfor- the unforgivable sin is blasphemy or rejection of the Holy Ghost, unbelief. Jesus says again in John 16, verse 9, when he's speaking of the work of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit convicting the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. In John 16, 9, Jesus says, of sin because they believe not on me. I'm convinced that the only sin that there is, is unbelief. And everything else just kind of filters down out of that. Because what you believe is what your reality is. What you believe is where everything you are and everything you do comes from. So the sin, or missing the mark, or separation from God, whatever you want to call it, to me, all it simply is, is is unbelief. Because, see, the rest of God, or abundant, eternal, everlasting resurrection resurrection life in this dimension, while we're here on this earth, living in the kingdom or Graceland right now, it can only be entered into or appropriated through faith in God. Faith, of course, being the opposite of unbelief. And this is what it says in Hebrews chapter 3, verses 18 and 19, speaking of this rest of God. The King James Bible says, And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. And again, that was what we saw in Genesis with Adam. After Adam committed that sin, after he stopped believing God, after he believed a different report, after he went his own way, God separated him out of the garden, cast him out of the garden, drove him out of the garden, took him out of that place of rest, took him out of that finished work because of his unbelief. But luckily for us, that's not the last that we see of Adam. That's not the end of his story. In Luke chapter 23, 
we're looking at the crucifixion of Christ, and we're looking at a picture of Jesus on a cross in the middle with a thief on either side of him also being crucified. I believe that the two thieves are Adam and the devil. And you can disagree with me of that if you want, but I think it shows a, a, a beautiful, beautiful picture of God's whole plan, which is reconciliation. So in Luke 23, starting with verse 39, it says, And one of the malefactors, which were hanged, railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. I believe that's the devil. I believe that's the way that he always came and accused Jesus and us of, well, if God says this, well, if this is true, always trying to get us to not believe, to sin. But then when we see in Luke 23, verse 40, but the other answer, but the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. On the cross, Adam, even Adam, who rejected God in the very beginning, came back to the Lord and said, Remember me. And again, you know, I've, I've preached this and I've heard this preached where I don't think he was saying, Don't forget my name. I think he was saying, God, put me back together. Bring me back into that rest. I made a bad choice. I sinned. I didn't believe you. I rejected you. But now I'm accepting you. I'm appropriating you. I'm coming back to you. And I want you to bring me back to you. And Jesus, of course, he says, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. He said, Your sins are forgiven. He said, Listen, you didn't believe, but now you do. And that's what I've kind of been saying lately is you can't, if you're a believer, you can't by definition unbelieve. If you believe in Jesus, you're not rejecting him. And even if you have doubts, even if you have, you know, concerns, even if you have questions, the fact remains that by believing in him, by worrying about rejecting him or blaspheming him, you're not doing it. Because if you truly, honestly had rejected him, you wouldn't care. You wouldn't worry about it. You wouldn't be concerned about it. But the fact that your heart, your spirit still cries out and connects to God, even in the midst of, of bad behavior, even in the midst of, you know, bad thinking and, and whatever the case may be, that's not sin. That's just you learning how to be righteous. That's just you figuring out what it means that you and God have no separation anymore. That's what, again... I think a lot of times that's all we're saying is, God, remember me. God, put me back together. God, take me out of this uh, place where your your presence seems so far away and bring me into your rest. I believe, God. And and even like, like the man whose son, I believe it was his son, was sick, we can even say, Lord, I believe, help my own belief. Because it's not about believing all of the right doctrine. It's 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 about believing in Jesus, period. That's all we need is to believe in him. And then when we do that, when we believe in Jesus, then we can't sin because if you believe, where's the unbelief? It doesn't exist. It can't exist. It's all about taking what we know to be true and receiving it and not rejecting it, believing it, believing the word of God 
and not believing the report of the world or our circumstances or whatever the case may be that, that we could otherwise look at. So this is why I believe when John the Baptist saw Jesus coming, he said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Because Jesus was taking away that separation. He was taking away that unbelief. He was putting himself inside of us so that there would be something inside of us to believe in. Something greater in us than what's in the world. And that's why I want to really encourage you to not struggle with sin and simply believe, simply mark the perfect man, simply look unto Jesus and his beauty and his perfection. And the more we look at him, the more we become what we behold, the more we are transformed into what we see, the more we appropriate for our lives the gift that has been given to us, the more we basically transform into what we have been transformed into on the cross. If you're a sinner saved by grace and you're still thinking of yourself as a sinner, then you haven't been saved by grace. But what being saved by grace does is it transforms you from the old man, Adam, who rejected God, to the new man, Jesus, who is in perfect unity with God. And again, I, I believe with all of my heart that that's where we stand today in a place where not, not only is it, you know, I believe we can't sin. I believe sin was taken away. I believe that whole portion of, ever, of, of the, the economy that we live in is over. Un original sin was taken care of at the cross. I hope I showed that. I hope I showed God's reconciliation even with Adam when Adam first rejected him but then came back to him. Amen.